Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. Here, as we finish the month of July, you know you've been loving and experiencing the TSF Hall of Fun series. This is our final episode of that. We've brought back some of our favorite episodes from over the years for you to listen to. So maybe you've gotten to hear one of your favorites too, or you heard these conversations for the first time. Either way, now I'm so curious to know who you would put in your Hall of Fun. So we're dropping a little something fun over on Instagram for you today, over at the That Sounds Fun podcast Instagram, so that you can fill out your Hall of Fun and share it with us. So head over there, do that. We cannot wait to see I'm back to work today. I am watching. I cannot wait to see who you add to your TSF Hall of Fun. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I know how easy it is to get overwhelmed by making decisions, whether that's in relationships or choosing which activities to sign your kids up for or what major to pick in college, but that is part of the reason why I love therapy. When I'm feeling stuck about a decision at work or with a person in my life, my counselor is so helpful at getting me to process everything I'm feeling around it and ultimately make a decision. If you've never given therapy a try, consider BetterHelp. Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you are navigating life. So you can move forward with confidence and understanding. BetterHelp is the simplest way to get started, and you can do it right from home. They make it so easy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. Y'all know we love a quiz. And they match you with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, fit in your schedule. And finding a therapist that's the right fit for you is really important. So you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So you're sure to be working with someone who's a good match. Let therapy be part of the map of your life with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. 
Okay, today on this TSF Hall of Fun episode, you get to hear my conversation from episode 236 with my friend Lauren Akins. She was one of the most requested guests, and I know you guys love her, and so do I. She is just the best. She is precisely as wonderful and kind and amazing as you think she is. Wife to country music superstar Thomas Rhett, Lauren is the mom to four adorable girls, although when we recorded this, they only had three. We talk a lot about her book, Live and Love, in this episode because it had just come out, but she now also has a podcast on the That Sounds Fun Network that I get to be on the episodes with her. It is called Live and Love, season three on parenting, just wrapped about a month ago, so you can go back and listen to that season if you haven't, or go listen to all three. They are so fun and such good conversations. Lauren's episode was the right one to help us wrap up our TSF Hall of Fun series for this summer, so let's jump in. Here is my TSF Hall of Fun conversation from August 17th, 2020 with Lauren Aikens. Listen, you the world should not trust me to start my own podcast recording because I'm always mess up something, but I've got you going, I've got me going. Okay. Great. Hey, Lauren. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm, I need you to know that probably... This is not an exaggeration. We every February we do an entire series of couples, and you and Thomas Rhett are the number one requested couple in February's. What? Yes, people all want to hear you and Thomas Rhett. So we're gonna have to work that out one of these years. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we're here for you. Yeah, we'll <laughs> get it done. We do everything else together as a couple, so you might as well. Right? Okay, so I'm going to read you a quote from your own book. That is why I wanted to start with this, because I thought this was so interesting. You you say this in the intro. You said, and the public's expectations of us and their imaginations about us reached new peaks. I mean, are you dealing with that all the time, what people think <laughs> you and Thomas Redd are like? Yeah. Um, you know, we're still going through it. I feel like I think I thought it would kind of wear off after a while and I'd get used to it and um, it would just become a normal thing. And it just doesn't, at least not for me. Yeah. But it's our life. So I guess it's becoming like a new normal, but it never just like normalizes, if Uh that makes sense. Like it still feels weird, but I guess I'm used to it always feeling weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you you don't know another adult life than the one where you're married to a country music celebrity megastar yeah it's definitely not the way I envisioned my life going um actually it's the complete opposite I mean it's just it's so not my uh personality that that's not what I'm drawn to is anything spotlight which is hilarious because I have a book coming out (laughs) right (laughs) which is fine yeah you know I don't really like the spotlight but I should totally do a book please let me write a book that everyone's gonna read (laughs) I mean I don't know honestly every day I wake up I'm like wow was that a good decision well I don't know I guess we'll figure it out here we go I think that I mean that actually speaks to where a lot of people are Lauren because a lot of people think that they're gonna know the exact right thing to do before they do it Oh, for sure. Yeah, my entire life is taking a step when I can't see the next step after. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's kind of, that's become a theme of my life. And I, I do feel like throughout the book, I, I try to show that, that, you know, when I feel like, I, I always say this, but I feel like when the Lord opens a door, 
I challenge myself and I, and like my motto is when he opens a door just to walk through it, regardless of how far or not I can see in front of me. And um, that is definitely how this whole book process has been. But that was not something I ever dreamed of doing and was talked into it a little bit, honestly. Yeah. And, um, and just, I mean, jumping into the music industry and, um, our entire life, the adoption process, kids, like all of it, all of it was just like, I felt like I was blindly walking, which honestly takes so much pressure off of you. Really? Tell me why. Because I just feel like I, I finally, I haven't like learned it as probably well as I could have by now and should have by now, but it is teaching me, he's teaching me that he's in control and truly like, I really am a control freak. So it's hilarious that I say that I feel like I just take steps and, and whether or not I can see the next one ahead of me because control freaks tend to not do things like that. But I just feel like it's always the best outcome when I just do it. I mean, if he's calling me somewhere or to do something or to say something, he's always putting that next stepping stone, if you will, right in front of me, right before my next foot lands. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I can see the picture in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And it's following him that way has truly been that's how my life has bloomed into what it is, into into my family, into our careers, and um, even into the fan base that I have that um, is still so crazy to me and still makes me uncomfortable sometimes. But <laughs> I mean, like a- over 2 million people on Instagram. <laughs> but it's really that's cool no joke. at the same time. Not cool like, hey, I've got 2 million people that follow me, but like, I mean, it's cool in a way that like when I go to Thomas Rhett's shows and meet people out or even if I'm just in like a random city and see somebody in a grocery store and they're like, oh, my goodness, are you Lauren? It's at first it was like, oh, my word, they see me, they see me. And now I've I've met so many fun and amazing people all over the world, truly, that it's like, wow, I feel like because of this social media thing, I'm able to have like such a large community, even though it's not all the time a two-way street. But when I do get to meet people and and hear how they can relate on, even if it's just some dumb Instagram post about being a mom or like today was hard because of this or whatever. And they're like, oh my word, that totally spoke to me because this happened to me last year, blah, blah, blah. And right as I was going through it, you had posted that. I can't tell you how many stories of people just talking and truly, they will just open up their heart to me right there in the aisle, wherever we are. And it's just like they're a long lost friend that I hadn't been able to meet face to face yet or something. And it's just turned into like a really beautiful community. And I feel like I can almost draw some of my strength from that and the people who I can I can just feel their love and support of me and Thomas Rhett and our girls and even just our extended family, how much people love us. and. And it's such a sweet, it's sweet and it's it's so unexpected, I guess. And I guess it wouldn't have to be that way. Um, I'm sure, you know, there are some people who don't love us that way, but it just feels like a friend. It feels like when I see my girlfriends from college and, and we just, we love each other. So I try to, in a weird way, love them back, even though I'm not able to always 
see them face to face or know their names. But um, I feel like this book has kind of turned into a little bit of, I've met so many of you over the years and you've asked me so many things about, you know, family life to marriage to just the most random things. And I feel like sharing that back with them is the, my best way of two way communication. And it's scary for sure. But, um, it's a really, it's turned into a really beautiful thing, at least so far. I'm still a little nervous about the rest of the world reading it, but I know, you know, it's been fun of the book. I read up until when I actually met you. So I read up into what I have lived with you since then. <laughs> so I got like the backstory and it really did feel like, oh, this is like if Lauren and I sat down and got coffee and she was like, here's the stuff you don't know, Annie, because oh, it happened before yeah, 2016 right. or whatever. Oh, you know, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And so I think you have done the goal. If the goal you have is to write a book that feels like you're telling your friends your story, you've really done that. Well, thank you. That was the goal was yeah. just to just to be open and be me and and hopefully I I hope it helps someone not feel so isolated in whatever it is they find themselves or just laugh a little or cry a little if you need a good cry or um you know, feel like you've got a friend um in whatever it is you may be going through, but um yeah, it, it's it's been a very different process, but it's been a lot of fun. I've loved it. So what are the things that you're nervous about? Are you nervous about bad, like unkind comments? Are you nervous just to, the yeah. idea that there's going to be... I mean, today my assistant said, I mean, one day you're holding one copy because we got your book, you know, she said, so one day you're holding one copy and the next day a million people can have it. <laughs> right. I think that's what's so nerve wracking is what if some people don't agree with the way that I've lived my life or, I mean, I feel like I always ask myself these questions. Even if I post a story on Instagram, I feel like, is someone going to think that I'm doing something wrong or, but you know what? We talked about this earlier, but me being a nun and being the people pleaser, that's probably why that is always in the back of my mind. Like, is this going to hurt someone's feelings or is this going to make me look like I mean something that I don't, that I'm not trying to say or I'm always second guessing every single thing. But yeah, it I mean, it's just a nerve-wracking thing. I am kind of used to doing life with a lot of people looking our direction, mostly at my husband, but um I think now that we've got our three girls, a lot of his women fan base are like, "Yeah, yeah, like your concert's amazing. We love your songs. We love who you are, but like your wife is a mom and a wife and we mm-hmm. can relate to her so much better. Mm-hmm. So I think with people They're like, yeah, looking- yeah, you're cool to you. Where's Lauren and the girls? <laughs> Dude, it is. I mean, you know, it's just crazy. And so I think that would be nerve wracking to anyone except maybe my husband. I feel like he just thrives when people watch him. But um, yeah, it makes me sick to my stomach sometimes. Really? <laughs> I love it when I'm with my like friend group, I will get on stage and perform and do whatever it is they want me to do to be funny. But if you put me in front of like a bunch of people that I've never met before, it's like, you know, it's that feeling of when you have to give a presentation in fourth grade for the first time in front of your whole class and you're like sweating bullets. Right. But um, I'm, I'm getting a little more used to it for sure. But um, it's nice to have people in the industry 
that have been there and done that and um and can kind of like come alongside you and be like, no, you're not crazy for feeling this way. Yeah. yeah. Are there some other wives that you talk to and like, are there mentor women in your life that understand this lifestyle? Yeah. I mean, I think we're all in very different points. Like I don't have many girlfriends who have a book coming out, right? <laughs> but in different ways, we all can like relate to each other on different levels, just being um, you know, in the public eye. Um, and that community, I just feel like is everything. It just gives me so much life. And, and just them speaking truth into my life has been life-saving truly. I just can't, I wouldn't be able to, there's no way I would not survive without my community in all forms. Yeah, That's what keeps me going. That's what helps me to be me. And, um, and then when I do mess up, I've got that same community to go, yeah, you know, you probably shouldn't have done that, but, uh, (laughs) but we're here. We still love you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I just imagine there's probably so many of our friends who are listening that are like newly married or new moms and they feel like they're doing this all by themselves. Oh gosh. Like, what would you say to them about finding other women to help them walk through this? Man, okay. Well, first of all, they're out there. I feel like I've been in places before, or even most recently, I feel like, you know, when we got married seven years ago, coming into the music industry, I was like, I am never going to relate to any of these women. I mean, I just, they've been doing this. They look so confident on red carpets. They're on camera. They don't freeze. Um, And I just could never envision myself being that way. Mm-hmm. And then I remember meeting um, a couple of girls after the ACMs one night and we just got to talking. And I remember being so nervous talking to them, like, what, what am I going to say? Are we even going to have like real conversations? How, how much of myself do I let her know? Do I need to play a certain part? And once you get into it, and this is with any new community, you start talking and they start talking back mm-hmm. and then you open up your heart a little bit more and then you realize, oh, wait, we're all just a bunch of humans. Nobody yeah. has this figured out no matter where you are. Right. And we're all to some extent relatable. Um, and I think once you find that common ground, whatever it is, even if it's the tiniest thing in the world, the, a relationship can grow off of that. And and you've got to be willing to, A, be vulnerable and then B, put the effort into that relationship. But um, yeah, man, as a new mom or a single mom or new wife, um, that is just crucial to have other women alongside you that have are either going through what you're going through or have been through it. And then even people who are a few steps behind you that you can kind of pass on what you've learned or what's been helpful or just speak truth into their life. Because every single person needs that community, even if it's a new community. But yeah, that would be my number one thing for anyone who's coming into a new part in their life is to find somebody that's doing that too. And I just think you, your advice is so spot on of like, you may get to be or need to be the one who's vulnerable first. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's so scary. Yeah. It's so scary. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes it doesn't always come back at you to think the way you think it might or the way you hope it might. But, um, you know, it's never going to go perfectly every single time. You've got to, you've got to 
have some ups and downs and then learn from the downs and celebrate the ups. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that can be true in in how the book does. That can be true in dating. That can be true in friendship. I mean, it's one theme what you're saying about your life today, Lauren, of like, I just take the next step I see in front of me and it doesn't always go perfectly, but it's the it feels like the door the Lord's opened. For sure. And you know what? Like the things that I've not done right, he's grown me so much from that. You know, and I feel like you look back and you go, oh man, you know, I wish I wouldn't have done that or I wish I wouldn't have said that. Even in marriage, you know, like with relationships, when I feel like I've, we've gotten into a fight and it was clearly my fault or whatever, you know, you always come out on the other end learning something. And then the next time it comes around, you know, not to do that or say that, or, you know, to avoid whatever it is that made you stumble the first time around. Um, hopefully you learn that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess for me, sometimes it's taken a few times to actually learn it, but it's, it's good for you. And my mom always says it builds character and it does. I mean, that quote from your book about people's expectations how do you balance that of like people expect you and Thomas Rhett to and they do see y'all have this really beautiful, kind, loving marriage that you can tell you put work into, but you also want to present and you do that we're not perfect, we're humans, but you also don't need to like air your laundry about what's going on. <laughs> How did you, when you were writing the book and like when you and Thomas Wright are both posting, because we don't very often have people on the show that are both, I mean, Kaylee and Russell came on last February. And so we've had some people where both people are public figures. Yeah, yeah. But how do y'all balance like, hey, that you said more than I wanted you to say there or do you run yeah. everything by each other? How do you decide how public you are about how you are growing in your marriage and as parents. You know, I think we've got the certain things that we're like, you know what? That's just for us. Like there are certain, like even pictures, like I have pictures of my kids that I'm like, oh, that is my favorite picture in the world. And I want to share it with the world. But then I'm like, you know what? It's kind of nice to have some things that not every single person knows and sees. And so I think we both kind of have this, um, sense of, you know, I think this is getting a little too close to home and, you know, we want to share our lives with, with the people who love us and care about us, but you also have to be careful because there are some people who don't want the best for us. And I think learning that and finding that out was really hard at first because it was like, what did I do? Like, and, and of course you want everyone to like you, Um, but I think just realizing that I do believe we were put into this position for a reason. I'm not exactly sure what those reasons are. I may not even know at the end of my life, but I know that we're here for a reason. And so I feel like we would be, um, I feel like we wouldn't be listening to the Lord's call if we kept our life really private. Um, because I just, I, I feel like I just... I don't know. I keep telling him, I'm like, you know what? This might be a little TMI for the rest of the world, but you know, I feel like somebody needs to hear it or somebody needs to say, hear me say it. Um, and like, even going back to a lot of people bring up when we've talked about, we've gone to counseling and we go to counseling. Yeah. A lot of people bring that up and they're like, wow, I can't believe that y'all do counseling. And I'm like, why? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone should do counseling. But I just, I, I do believe that my parents being open books growing up and just, I mean, they were as honest as they come and didn't hide 
much from us. And so I think I learned that growing up and saw how it benefited me and my sister and brother, just their honesty in life and what they learned. And um, there's something about being really vulnerable that, that yeah, it's scary at first, but then you see the life that it brings when you are honest and open about your struggles or your all, all the joy in your life or the things that have gone well or the things that have gone wrong or things that are sad or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, we, we try not to post every fight on Instagram. Right, right. But, um, I do think it's, there is a fine line, but to answer your question, we don't run everything past each other, including the book. And um, Thomas Rhett didn't read it until it was almost completely finished because I wanted him to like see it fresh. Yeah. He's like my number one critic. Sure. And so um, he did at the end, he goes, wow, (laughs) I didn't know you were going to put that in there. You know, I I just, I was like, well, honey, I don't know. It just, it started coming out and I wasn't really sure how the book was going to go, but it went that way. And uh, I think we'll be better for it. And he was like, well, Okay, it took him a second to, to get over it, swallow yeah. that pill. But uh, you know, we're good. We're still happy. We're good. We're kicking. Yeah. I know. I, we were, I had made a list of stories I wanted to make sure we hit, and one of them was that day we were both at Fenwick's, and you were with some friends, and I was with some friends, and you came over to our table, and somehow we started talking about onsite, and you're like, Annie, you're gonna be fine. You should go. You're gonna be. And I remember going like, Okay, if Lauren says I'll survive going to onsite, <laughs> then I probably will. <laughs> I mean, even you and that moment you and I think that's a beautiful example of how well you do this because you didn't go here are the eight things I worked on at onsite all you said was hey I had an experience like the one you're going to and you will be better on the other side yeah and that was all I needed I didn't need you to give me like tell me the 12 things you worked on (laughs) I just needed you to say you survived it that you had had something that led you to counseling and that you were better on the other side for it and that meant so much to me Lauren it like it really helped me go. <laughs> good, good. Well, and you know, I didn't, I had zero idea that was going to make any impact on you. I was just really excited you were getting to go because I think it's amazing. Yeah. But, and you know who we share, I think, is Jim Cress. Oh, oh, I love him so much. <laughs> Lauren, I love that guy so much. Oh, he's so amazing. He's oh, just my one word. of the best counselors just, I've ever known truly, in my life. Yeah. Truly, Thomas Wright would say the same as well. He's he's incredible. He's incredible. He just yeah. knows how to ask that. All all Jim Crest does is say to you, "Yeah, I bet you do feel that way." And you're like, <laughs> "How am I so different? How did you change me?" And all you he just is he's so good at mirroring back to you what you're uh-huh. saying. Yeah, and then you just word vomit. Yes, and you're like, "Oh my, I didn't even know I felt that way. It just I came out." I know. Yeah. I know it's amazing. I it I really is. I just think so highly of people who will put their lives. I mean, if no one could know Jim Cress's name for the rest of the our lives if we didn't do this interview. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. do anything to try to be known. Yeah, but he has helped so many of us in some really profound ways. Oh my word! Yeah, no joke. He changed our marriage. Yeah, um, truly, he. We went, we went to him when, oh goodness, what year was that? It was before we had kids, but we honestly just started going um, because of some friends of ours who had been and, and we had done marriage counseling off and on, but Mm -hmm. not like an intensive marriage counseling anywhere. And we were like, you know what? 
this could be really good for us just to learn how to communicate better yeah. or that's so smart, Lauren. Like y'all didn't wait for an explosion. Y'all right. all I was along. like, you know what? Let's yeah. just get ahead of it. So yes. something hits us when something hits us. Yep. We have the tools to navigate it a lot better. That's brilliant. And goodness gracious, it, it was one of the best things. I mean, I just sing on sites praises yeah. to everyone I meet. <laughs> Me too. Me too, man. I'm like, if you can make a way, to, if you can make a time and a budget and a, if you can make a way to, to spend, but if not, can you go to counseling in the city where you live? Yeah, can you get a counselor? such an incredible investment and so worth it on any level, mm-hmm. I think. So when you're raising your girls, they are the cutest, by the way. I mean, that new little one, Lauren, oh my <laughs> gracious. Sweet. She's really sweet. She's a really good baby, except for the spit up. Oh, My so much. Word. <laughs> she, yeah, it's a hidden talent. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and I all mean, the babies you birth have so much hair, Lauren. So much hair. <laughs> I, I know. And Lennon, Lennon's hair is really dark. And Thomas Rhett's hair is dark now, but he was blonde when he was younger. His sister, she was blonde when she was younger. Me and my siblings are blonde yeah. and light colored eyes. And so... She popped out and everybody was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to share about one of our amazing partners, Allie and Bess. Whether you're doing some online shopping for yourself or you're searching for a fun gift for a friend, you have got to check out the super cute jewelry from Allie and Bess. I wore one of their bracelets while we were out on tour, and it is so cute. I love it. I love all their stuff. Their style is like everyday go-to jewelry that's really functional and on-trend, easy to mix and match. I love it. And it was started by two best friends in Dallas, Texas, which I love. We love a small business. Their game day collection just launched, and they have colors that represent any high school, college, or any team, really. So you can go shop that collection as we get ready for fall sports. Let's go. How about them dogs, red and black? And they've got necklaces and bracelet sacks that are super fun for all ages and styles. So if you're looking for gifts or just want to add some fun, colorful jewelry to your outfit, check out Allie and Bess. And this is so cool that the flat color beads used in a lot of their jewelry are made out of recycled vinyl records. I love that. And they were the first beat to inspire Allie and Bess to start designing in general. How cool is that? Plus, they employed local refugees as their artisans, which is just so great. My friends can get 20% off any order at AllieBess.com with the code Annie20. That's A-L-L-I-E-B-E-S-S dot com and use the code Annie20. A-N-N-I-E-2-0. And I have one more amazing partner to tell you about, Blue Land. Y'all, I, y'all are not ready for this stat. It makes me feel sick to my stomach. Did you know that we are eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic every week? How is that true? Oh my gosh, that's so gross. The products that we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply and generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm pretty easy breezy about most things, but I do not love single-use plastic. And that is one of the reasons I'm such a fan of Blue Land. Blue Land is on mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing 
and cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet. Their idea is simple. They offer endlessly refillable cleaning products with a beautiful design that looks great on your counter as well. Just fill your bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. You'll never, ever have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. They have cleaning sprays and hand soap and toilet bowl cleaner and laundry tablets and more. And all the Blue Land products are made with clean ingredients that you can feel good about. Right now, try Blue Land's new limited edition hand soap kit with scents inspired by the national parks. That's cool. Featuring Joshua Tree, Zion, Sequoia, and Glacier Scents. That's awesome. Blue Land has a special offer for you guys, just for my friends. Right now, you get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash that sounds fun. You do not want to miss this. Blueland.com slash that sounds fun for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash that sounds fun to get 15% off. Y'all got to try it. Okay, now back to our TSF Hall of Fun conversation with Lauren. So tell their ages and their names, top to bottom. Okay, so Willa Gray is four, and Ada James is two. She'll be three in August. And then Lennon was born in February of this year, so she's still a baby. So you got three under four. Yes. Girl, that's no joke. I mean, your life changed so fast. So fast. So fast. I look back, and I'm like, it's just been a blur. Yeah. Every bit of it has just... I look back and I'm like, how, how long has it been? I did something for, um, a graduation a few weeks ago and I was like, Oh my word. I have been graduated from college for eight years. Yeah. Like two rounds of students have come and gone. (laughs) Truly. I, 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 it's blowing my mind. And so I'm like, Oh my goodness. And then I'll think back like, and I try to like process like what all, these last eight years, I've lived so much life. And a lot of it is a blur. But in in the midst of the blur, there are just like the most amazing moments. And, you know, three kids later, and I cannot believe my life is what it is. I mean, I'm 30 years old and have traveled out of the country with two of the three of my kids. We just have this amazing little life that looks nothing like I thought it was going to look growing up and when, you know, when I thought, you know, as a little girl, what my life was going to be. And, but it, it's far better Mm -hmm. than my wildest dreams. I mean, I I didn't want to be a girl mom. You didn't. Um, no, because I would never, I just can't relate to the girly things. I, I never did the Barbie dolls. I never wanted to do makeup. I never, I still, I'm still that way. And my two oldest, Lennon doesn't, uh, who knows what she's going to be like, but I don't know that she's got a chance living with Willa Gray and Ada James. But they, I kid you not, change princess dresses probably 12 times a day each. And, and anytime I put on makeup, which is like once every month, they have their, like just looking straight at me. They're like, mom, 
can I put on some of your mascara? Oh. Ada James asked me the other day. She said, mommy, why are you new? And I was like, why am I new? And she kept looking at me and then touched my face. And I realized it was because I had washed my hair <laughs> and put on mascara. And she doesn't recognize me anymore. because I just don't. You got a new face. <laughs> She's like, mommy, why are you new? But they just hang off of every little, I mean, I put the mascara on. They want the mascara. They go into my closet. They pull out all of my red carpet shoes that I have worn one time. Yep. Really one time. Won't ever put them back on probably unless it matches another dress. Yep. And all they want me to do is put on the sparkly shoes. And there's nothing in me that wants the girly life. Yeah. And so I just thought I'm not going to be a good girl mom. And um, I thought I really, really just... God, please just give me a boy. Just give me a boy first because I feel like I can really do a boy really well. I can mm-hmm. I can have a boy and raise him and I can like play in the mud and we'll do things outside and um I just can't do the Barbie world. And that is my life is Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, God, please give me a boy. And he's like, ha ha, three girls later. Do right. you still want to keep trying? Right. Um, but it has been, I was telling my sister this the other day. I could not be more opposite from at least my two older girls and their personalities as far as what interests them. But it is so much fun. I mean, I would never in a million years change the way that our family has formed. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little upset when we found out Ada James was a girl. Yeah. Um, because I was like, no, Willa Gray was so young. And I was like, we've got a girl. She's precious. I really want a boy. And then seeing sisters and you know what? Barbie dolls really aren't that bad. Yeah. And the princess dresses are really sweet on them all day long. And the pictures you post of them in those dresses is so cute. They are hilarious. Will you explain how their ages are so close for people who don't know the story? Oh yeah. Okay. So, so we adopted Willa Gray from Uganda and she came home in 2017 and she was 18 months old. Okay. Had you met her when you were in Uganda? Yes. So I met her actually my first trip to Uganda and she was five months old. Oh, wow. And that's since then, since she was five months, it it was a little bit of time before I got to go back again. But once I went back that second time, I was with her as much as possible because then we were in the thick of the adoption. Okay. So I got to be mom to her in Uganda, but it was still like on the down low and um, we obviously weren't in America. And so bringing her home was when I felt like I could be a little more free with, um, you know, just being at my home and being with my family and my friends and, and for our family to get to, you know, show her the things that we really wanted to see her. And, and being in Uganda was unbelievable getting to, to live where she was born with the people who helped me to take care of her when I couldn't be there. And um, I cannot wait to take her back one day. Um, she talks about it all the time. And I'm constantly on the phone talking with our friends over there. Are her birth parents still alive? Like, would you would you be able to introduce her to family? I would love to, but we have no idea. <laughs> um, I just, I have no idea where, if she has any um, blood relatives in the world. I don't even know where they are. Um, and I did, I've asked God a few times. I'm like, if she's got someone, please let us 
see them or meet them or somehow in Uganda make a connection. I don't, I don't know how we would. And I, I know technology is so crazy today that, you know, with all of the DNA testing and all of the, the 23 and me, that thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I gave my mom a 23 and me. She's adopted. I gave my mom a 23 and me. Your mom is. And so, yeah, I know. So cool. And so she, I think things like that, I'm like hopeful one day that maybe we'll get to, but I'm like, you know what, if nothing else, when we get to heaven, like, I just want to look at her birth mom in the face and be like, listen, I don't know what you went through. I don't know how your life came about. I don't know how her life came about, but your little girl is the most angelic child (laughs) and she's changed well, for sure, our life, but the world is seeing this little girl um, live this life that that didn't look like everyone else's life, and it was okay, and it's beautiful, and she's thriving, and she's she's changing hearts, and she's loving on people, and seeing her grow up and be a big sister to my other two daughters, mm-hmm. and just watching her turn into the little person she is, it breaks my heart that her birth mom isn't able to see that. But, you know, I always in moments like that where I'm like, oh, I just, I want to share this or I don't want to lose this memory or things like that. I'm always like, I wonder if God will like, let us play back parts of our life when we get to heaven. Like watch it over again, like a movie or like with her birth mom, let her mom like watch her do things growing up or I don't know. I just uh, think in my mind somewhere, I'm like, I want so desperately to have that connection because there's so many questions that I have. And I know that she will as she gets older too. But um, the questions just don't end. And with her little brain, she's the smartest four-year-old on the planet. And she asked me questions and I'm like, oh, I, I don't I don't even know <laughs> how to start to answer this. Yeah. <laughs> so it is hilarious. And Ada James, bless her heart, just She's smart in her own way. She's, I don't know that she cares a whole lot about um, things that are uh, profound these days just yet. She also is two and a half. Yeah, that's right. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. So, Willa Gray is my four-year-old. Ada James is two and a half. And Ada James was born when Willa Gray was three months old. No, no. When she was three. When she was home for three months. I'm trying to think. She came home when she was... 18 months old yeah oh gosh my mom brain yeah <laughs> came home in may of 20 i'm like yeah i'm like trying to remember i'm like i think in August. <laughs> yeah. May, June, July, August. yeah three months later ada james was born and so they're they're 21 months apart but i felt like even though i was like mom in uganda i felt like i didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare yeah. for being a mom at least in the states and I was so pregnant there at the end yeah. that it just, I honestly felt like I almost had twins for a second. I would think so. Yeah, for sure. It would feel that way. Yeah. Real close together. And, but it's so sweet because they don't do anything apart now. Um, you know, if one of them goes to like my parents' house and the other one goes to one of his parents' house, they ate a James the other day. I dropped Willa Gray off with my mom just so me and Ada James could have like a, mom daughter day with yeah. just us two and she started bawling oh. and she was like sisters leaving me she's oh. leaving me I was like no honey it's just for a night like right? come on <laughs> but it's so precious how sweet and how close they are 
And, you know, I, I thought for a second there when we got pregnant with Ada James, I was like, oh, my, what what have we yeah. done? We are yeah. not going to be able to. Uh, we've not even tried to be parents to one just yet. Right. And we're, we, we barely got home to the States. And then here comes number two. And um, but looking back at it, like, oh, my word, I, I know exactly why we got pregnant when we did, because I think Willa Gray, you know, came from a place with lots of kids and lots of babies and lots of things going on. And then she comes to the U S and she's the only grandkid, you know, and, right. and so she's looking around going, uh, well, this is pretty boring. Can you do <laughs> something else? Right. So, uh, she thinks she needed that playmate. And, yeah. um, they seem like absolute best friends, the two of them. They are. It's precious. Yeah. It's the sweetest thing in the world. And yeah, it was hard there for a second. And some days it's still pretty hard, but it, it's so sweet them being close together. And, are bo- and both of y'all's families are in driving distance. So you get to see your parents and his parents and like everybody kind of jumps in and helps y'all when you need it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We have the most amazing built in support system right in Nashville. Um, and so we see our families. It's hilarious because anytime we go to the movies or going to go to a concert or go on a family vacation. It's like, okay, so how many people will be in your party? And we're like, um, <clears throat> 18. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, like quite a few. Sorry, come again. <laughs> um, but it's so much fun. And, and we're still the only ones with kids in our family. Yeah. So once our siblings start having kids, it's going to be uh, a madhouse if yeah. it's not already, but it's so fun. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to share about another amazing partner, EarthBreeze. Okay, y'all, I am not kidding. I love EarthBreeze. Doing laundry is about to get a little bit easier for you. It has gotten way easier for me. EarthBreeze's eco sheets look like dryer sheets. That's good to not store them in the same place because my brain mixes them up a lot. They are not the same. It's the coolest thing. Liquidless laundry detergent that dissolves 100% in any wash cycle, hot or cold. So there's no measuring, no accidental spilling, no heavy plastic jugs. You just toss the sheet in and you are good to go. Plus, you're not giving up quality either. EarthBreeze gives you powerful cleans every single time. Plus, how crazy is this? 91, oh, you guys, 91% of those awkward, heavy laundry detergent jugs end up in landfills and oceans. There has to be a better way. This is where Earth Breeze is coming into my life. If I get to be friendlier to the earth while doing my laundry, I'm calling that a win. It's great for all laundry lifestyles, even sensitive skin. Their eco sheets are hypoallergenic and dermatologist tested. Earth Breeze is compatible with high efficiency washers, gray water systems, and is septic safe. They offer flexible subscriptions that can be adjusted, paused, or canceled by you at any time. No contracts or fees. I'm telling you, give Earth Breeze a try with their risk-free 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like it, EarthBreeze will give you the full refund. No questions asked and no return necessary. Switch from the old-fashioned goo to something new. Right now, my friends can subscribe to EarthBreeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash that sounds fun to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash that sounds fun for 40% off. earthbreeze.com slash that sounds fun. And friends, before we go back to our conversation with Lauren, I want to remind you that you can listen to 
all three seasons of her podcast, Live and Love, right now. Season three just wrapped at the end of June, so you can go back and binge the whole thing. It's an entire season on parenting, but for someone who is not a parent, but is part of a village of friends who are parenting, I learned a ton. I got to sit in with Lauren and be a part of these conversations, and we talked about adoption, parenting with a village, the life of a single parent, having hard conversations with your kids, faith and your children, and so much more. There are eight episodes in season three, so it's super easy to listen to the whole thing. We are so grateful to have Lauren on the That Sounds Fun Network, and you are going to love her podcast if you've never checked it out. So wherever you're listening to this, go subscribe to Live in Love, and you are going to love it. It is a great season to listen to, and season one and two are awesome, too. If you haven't listened to the show, it's your new favorite binge. I promise you it's your new favorite binge. And now back to finish up our TSF Hall of Fun conversation with Lauren. Last year, we one of our friends got baptized, and there were just a handful of us there. But it was y'all and your mom and your brother. Yep. And I was like, man, that is so sweet that this friend of ours who's getting baptized <laughs> wanted you and your husband, who are two of her best friends, and your mom <laughs> and your brother. I just thought, man, that is the coolest image of how your family invests in the people that you love. Well, like I said, I could not do my life without them. And so it's almost like a package deal. If you're going to become friends with us, you're just going to become friends with our family. Uh-huh. You know, some people think we're crazy. Some people are like, are y'all not tired of being around your family all the time? But it's kind of just like we have this built-in best friend group and yeah. it works. And we have so much fun together. Not to mention, I have like 12 extra sets of hands to That's help me right. with kids. <laughs> That's right. I mean, do you think it's also partly, we haven't talked about this, but I mean, you and Thomas Rhett met in like elementary school. So y'all's families have kind of just always known each other. Right. Is that part of it? Because y'all were, y'all were doing family stuff together as teenagers. Yeah, I think so. Because our sisters, when we dated, when we dated in high school or middle school, oh, good night. A couple of times we kind of we hung out in middle school and then we dated in high school. And when we like really started dating in high school and then driving to our sisters would tag along with us wherever we went and then they became best friends. So I guess our family has like started growing together even way before because we broke up. We did not date long in high school. We broke up and then didn't date again for like uh, let's see, five, six years. Oh, wow. But even through all that time, we stayed really close. So I do think it's been like a long time coming. You know, it wasn't like we got married and then our families met and became close. It was years and years. But our family is super compatible. We just, our parents all get along and we we like the same things. And even if we don't, we we tolerate the things with the other people that they like just so we can all be around each other because, (laughs) because it's just more fun that way. But I always grew up at my parents' house, you know, the more the merrier. And so we would have sleepovers and we didn't have a huge house growing up, but we would, you know, have pallets all over the floor of quilts and pillows and whatever, because it just always was more fun when everybody could join. So I think as we've gotten older, we kind of have that same mentality and so that's why we roll with a group of 18 or yeah. more everywhere we go. Oh, but I, it, we love it. it. It's it's so our vibe. It's, it might not be your vibe, and that's okay. Right. <laughs> but you know when the Aikens roll it. in, we're going to roll in hot. And yeah. A lot of people. You know, I'm not married yet. And But tell me what you know about God 
from being with Thomas Ratford this long? What's something you have experienced of God from being married and being in the same relationship for so long? He knows me so much better than I ever thought I could know myself. And you mean God, not Thomas Rhett, right? <laughs> right. Or do you mean Thomas Rhett? Talking about the Lord, yeah, not okay, talking okay, about okay, my husband. Okay. okay. Um, because the things that that he has brought me, that the Lord has brought me through my marriage and because of my marriage, it is like a ginormous jigsaw puzzle that I have, you know, seen pieces for my whole life. And as I've seen the puzzle start to come together, I'm like, holy moly, I never in a million years thought that that piece was going to go right here. Or I didn't even know that that piece had a place. And, and it does all of a sudden, and then it, it fits so perfectly. And I'm like, oh my goodness. It's just, I just feel, um, I feel so known. And you know, you learn that as you're growing up that you are known and loved by God. But I didn't experience that, I don't believe, until I was married. Um, and, and that comes with other things in life, too. You know, the, my marriage, for sure, was a part of me experiencing that. But, but I do think even the things in my life, like traveling to Uganda, things that don't have anything to do with my marriage, um, as I've gotten older and, and lived more of my life, which is what has encouraged me to walk through the doors that he opens. Because I'm like, listen, you know me better than I know myself. So if you're telling me this is what I need to be doing, then I'm going to try my hardest and have the courage to listen and walk through it. And he never disappoints. He never disappoints. And it's just, it's the one constant in my life. And I just, you know, marriage has its ups and downs and kids have their ups and downs and your sleep patterns with kids have their ups and downs. (laughs) You just, you could be having the worst day ever, but, um, but he's not going to change. And I think holding on to that is just what keeps me going every day. And, and in those super low downs, that's all sometimes you can cling to and and then having that community that can back you up you know when you feel like you are having a hard time even clinging to your faith having that community that can also lift you up and for me it is my husband and my girlfriends and my family but um yeah man he just he knows me so well yeah (laughs) I mean he made me so it makes sense but (laughs) I guess I just it took me a long time to feel it to know it and and to live that part of my life knowing like oh okay I I can see how you know me better than I know myself now and it's such a cool experience when you do experience that But Lauren, it feels like that, it almost feels like those are the eyes you have to choose to have. You know, like you can either choose to have eyes that say, I'm going to look at my life and see how much God knows me, or I'm going to look at my life and see what I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Right. So you've chosen this. You do. You have, and you have to choose them every day (laughs) because you can wake up some days and you have the set of eyes that are trying to point you down another direction. And, um, And yeah, I mean, I I think, I think everybody probably goes through those where you're like, oh man, I have got to re, 
set my prescription or yeah, something yeah, because that's I feel right. like I have really just <laughs> I got to trade in these glasses <laughs> for sure because if you just it, it's a discipline it is a discipline and but more than that I think it's who you have around you one of our really good friends said one time he said if you want to know what your spiritual average is like look at the your top five friends around mm. you and add up their spiritual numbers on like a one to 10 scale, average them out. And that's probably where you are. And, um, that is so true. Oh my word. It's so true. And it's so good. And I I constantly, like I've told myself that ever since I've heard that analogy, I'm constantly reminding myself, like, you know what you need to be, you have such limited, I have such limited time as a mom and just with the, maybe not in coronavirus, I feel like everybody had a whole lot of time then, but <laughs> in normal life circumstances, that's right. that's right. everyone's so busy and you've yeah. got so much going on. So you've got to make the time for the people who are going to bring that average up and to help you fix your eyes on the one who knows you and, and loves you more than you can even fathom. And so it's something that you have to live you know, day to day and learn day to day and definitely choose day to day. And it's not always easy. And sometimes it feels like it would be so much easier just to look the other way or try to do it on your own or think that you know better. But, um, man, it's just, it's just not the case. Right. (laughs) Right. We're not, um, we're not equipped to do this on our own and community is everything. And I think that's why he, that's what he intended us to do with our community was to surround each other and, and speak that truth and put to death the things that we're going to try and creep in and lie to you. And that's that goes for anybody, though. But I feel like, man, I feel it hard for women these days. I really do. I think the more women like you and I can have these real conversations <laughs> and, and let other women or, or whoever is listening hear it, and know it too, that, that they're not alone. And, um, and that gosh, the the life, the, what the world is trying to tell us these days is, is scary. And, um, if I didn't have my community around me to point me in the right direction with, you know, being a wife and being a mom and, um, I would be lost. I love that you dedicated your book, Live in Love, to your community. I mean, that's literally the dedication was like to our crew and everyone who's loved us through all of this. I couldn't do this without y'all. Yeah, it's so true. I I, I joke. I say I joke, but I'm really serious that Willa Gray wouldn't have come home without them. I say that they brought her home because on those days where I felt like I was, I felt too far gone or too... um, I was so hopeless. There were days where I was just felt so hopeless and so tired. And I felt like I almost didn't even have the energy just to, just to say a prayer. And I was honest about that with our community. And, um, I, I had these group text chains going. I, I called the group chains, my prayer warriors, and I would text them through those ups and downs. And I would say, honestly, I, I'm so angry right now. I'm so angry. I, I feel so defeated and 
I don't know that I have the energy and the willpower to keep going right now. And so at that point, they would, you know, kind of take over and say, listen, we're going to lift you right now. You may not be able to lift yourself, but we're going to lift you to the Lord. And um, we're going to fight with you and alongside you. And when you feel like you can't fight anymore, we're going to be fighting for you, for Willa Gray. And um, that's when I really, when, when prayer changed drastically the course of our life, just making us become a family of three through that whole process and bringing our baby home. But even after that, man, I just, even the smallest things, big or small, you know, having that same community to back you up and, and to support you no matter what, and to tell you when you're wrong, but to think the biggest thing for me is just speaking truth into my life. I need that. And I think everybody needs that. And um, yeah, so when we were talking about, well, who do you want to dedicate the book to? I was like, man, you know, I would not be where I am. I wouldn't be who I am. I truly believe that my kids would not be who they are, where they are here now um, without our community. And so I just feel like my life points back to God and the people around us every time. And, um, the story always goes back to God and his faithfulness through our community. And so it's just the most honest I can be is pointing it straight back to him. Yeah. That's great, Lauren. I just, um, man, I've said this to you in our real lives, but I have watched you and Thomas Rhett love some of our friends in ways that have literally changed who they are and walked them toward Jesus. And I've just been so, it has been such a joy to watch up close, like that that your book and your life is not just a story you tell. It is what you are doing. I mean, <laughs> it's what you're doing and it is just the best to watch. So I'm grateful to have a seat in the audience of watching how you love our friends really well. And me. I mean, me too. <laughs> I'm on the receiving end of your kindness. So me I too. I to say right back at you. But it's, you know, it's, it's so fun when you have people to do life with that love you well and teach you yeah. how to love well, because we wouldn't love well if we didn't have people who loved us well and taught yeah. us how to do it first. Well, I'm grateful to be on the receiving end. Y'all teach me how to be a good friend. Okay. The last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what y'all do for fun. Honestly, the day and age that we, with the three littles, what we do for fun is just run around the house and scream and chase each other. I mean, it, it, it starts out as a runway show with the girls in their princess dresses. Sure. And then it inevitably turns into someone chasing someone else around the house. And it turns into a scream fest. They just, I don't know what it is about little girls, but they just love to scream. And they love it. <laughs> and Lynn didn't even doing it yet. You've only got two out of three going. Uh, right. I know she's learned, she's finding her voice slowly. <laughs> And she will, oh man, she just watches her sisters do everything. But yeah, screaming, when I think about what we do for fun, it is, it involves a lot of screaming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that makes me laugh. That's awesome. Great answer. Um, hey, thanks for doing this today, Lauren. I really appreciate it. I can't wait for people to get your book. Annie, you're so sweet. Thank you for having me and hanging with me today for a little bit. It Girl, was, my pleasure. It was so much fun. Oh, you guys, don't you love her? Lauren Akins is just one of the best. It's one of the best. And it is fun to hear us three years ago before we even knew Live and Love the Show was going to happen. And now knowing how this conversation led to season one, season two, season three of Live and Love the Podcast is just 
awesome. It makes listening to Live and Love so much more fun, too, knowing that this was really the genesis of it. So grab a copy of her book, Live and Love, if you haven't read it yet. It is such a fun read. I loved hearing and the pictures. There are so many fun pictures. And make sure you subscribe to Live and Love, the podcast. I think you will really love those episodes that are there for you. Okay, we heard what sounds fun to Lauren. Now we get to hear what sounds fun to one of our friends who's listening just like you. All right, Brooke, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. I would really love to have a girl's day with my mom, my mother-in-law, and my sister-in-law. I really miss them. They're amazing. And whenever we're together, we just laugh like like too hard, like till it hurts, but it's always (laughs) worth it. And I just... my birthday's this week, and yes. all I want to do is laugh with them. Oh. And I know I'll be able to soon, but not this week. So Tell me where everybody lives that y'all aren't in the same place. My mother-in-law and sister-in-law live in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Okay. And my mom lives in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, and I live in Northern Ireland. Oh, well, that is a... <laughs> that explains the inability to get to... I love Northern Ireland. I was just talking to another friend of ours about Giants Causeway. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's brilliant. What are y'all doing over there? We're missionaries. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Do we share? Do you know I have a friend over there that, do we share our friend? We do share our friend. Oh, okay. Great. That is so Mm -hmm. fun. Um, He he loves telling me about your adventures. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So my question is, how did you get your mother and your mother-in-law to love each other so much? Were they like already friends? How do y'all all hang out together? (laughs) I don't know. They're just all great. And they I just like each other. It just kind of happened. That's awesome. Yeah. My, I don't think it started that way. Yeah. But it's that way now. Yeah. That's awesome. My <laughs> grandmothers really liked each other too. And it, and it's so when cool. people used to talk about mother-in-law stuff, I never understood because I saw how much my grandmothers liked each other. So yeah. that's No, we cool. don't have that for sure. Yeah. No, I have the best family in the whole world. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so it's 2.20 in Nashville. So it's 7.20 for you? It's 8.20. 8.20. But it still looks light outside, huh? I know. This is very exciting. Best time so, of year. This is new. This oh. is new. We just had daylight savings. Yes. And so we've saved the daylight. So we're celebrating. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for making time to do this, Brooke. Happy birthday this week. Thank you. Thank you. This has been so great. We love you guys. We think you're absolutely amazing. And this is a birthday dream. Oh, so thank good. You. I'm so glad. <laughs> If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me, especially today because I am back from my summer Sabbath. Let's go. I am ready to roll. Don't forget, you can also find the That Sounds Fun podcast on Instagram. That Sounds Fun podcast. And today we want to hear your hall of fun. Make sure you tag me. Make sure you tag That Sounds Fun podcast so we can repost and show everybody who is in your hall of fun. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you and I will do the same. Y'all have a great week. We will see you back here on Thursday as we start our new shows for the fall of 2023 with country music singer, songwriter, pastor, and author Granger Smith. Y'all Y'all get ready. Thursday's coming in hot. We'll see y'all then.